Hello everyone and welcome to the second episode of Tonight is Not a Good Night, a college football production by Ben Nast. Tonight we are going to be going on a conference by conference wrap up of last week, and preview into next week of every single conference in the NCAA, every, all of the top Power 5 conferences, including the American Conference. So without further ado, let's get started here with the American Conference. In first in the American East, we have Cincinnati. They're ranked 18th in the new AP poll, 3-0 and in the conference, 6-1 and overall. Next, we have UCF, 3-1 and in the conference, 6-2 and overall. Temple, 2-2 two and two in the conference, 5-3 and three overall. USF, 2-2 two and two in the conference, 4-4 four and four overall. And then East Carolina and UConn are both 0-4 oh in the conference. In the other division, the West, we have SMU, 4-0 oh in the conference, 8-0 and oh overall. Navy, 4-1 and one in the conference, 6-1 and one overall. Memphis, 3-1 and one in the conference, and 7-1 and one overall. And then we have Tulane, Houston, and Tulsa, all sitting 2-2, 1-3, 0-4. So, without further ado, let's get into our wrap-ups from last week's game in games in the American Conference. First off, we're going to start with number 16th ranked SMU traveling to Houston. They won this game 34-31 to in a game that was a lot closer than most people expected it to be. We're going to go look through some stats here. We had Shane Bouchaley throwing for 203 yards, two touchdowns, and one interception. And Xavier Jones had a great game on the ground, rushing for 133 yards and getting two touchdowns. For Houston, they started to step it up a little bit. Their quarterback, Clayton Toon, who obviously is their backup for Derek King, went for went off. He had 407 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. And their running backs, Mobacar, had 136 yards, no touchdowns. But their top receiver, Marcus Stevenson, had 211 yards as a receiver and two touchdowns. So Houston, they got they got a bright bright side to look for. But after that loss, bowl game is going to be tough to get into. They got to they got to win some games. They got to go three and one, at the worst, to make a bowl game. For SMU, they've already guaranteed a bowl game, but now they're just looking to stay undefeated, maybe make that that New Year's Eve bowl game for the top non-power five conference team next we're going to go to Tulane and Navy Tulane won this or lost this game to Navy 41 to 38 Tulane's 2 and 2 and 5 and 3 Navy's 6 and 1 and 4 and 1 Navy's having a really good year their quarterback Malcolm Perry threw for 170 yards having 68 yards one touchdown one interception and rushed for another 142 yards and their top running back Jamel Carruthers Ran for 154 yards and three touchdowns for Tulane. Their quarterback, Justin McMillan, threw for 290 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions. And their running back ran for 71 yards, no touchdowns. Navy's looking really good right now. They're number two in the West. And if they keep winning, they have a chance they could have a showdown with SMU at the end of the year for who, for the conference or Memphis, depending on what happens this week. Next, we have UConn and UMass. UConn. Won this game 56-35. They won big. Uh, Zach Gergiotis at uh, 198 passing yards, one touchdown, one interception. Their top running back, Kevin Mensah, 164 yards, five touchdowns. That's a huge game for him. Their other running back, Art Tompkins, 135 yards and one touchdown. So big game for UConn. They put on a lot of points in this game. But they did play a not-as-good UMass team, and UConn is sitting at 0-4 in the conference play.
Next up, we have University of South Florida traveling to East Carolina. They won this game 45-20 against a really bad East Carolina team. USF, they're going to have to win two games, and one of those games is going to have to be against UCF if they want to make a bowl game this year. But if they keep playing the way they are, there's a chance because their running back Jordan Concrete is playing great. He rushed for 130 yards in this game and had two touchdowns. So it was a big game for him. East Carolina... They're just they're they're having a little bit of a disaster of a season, but nobody really expected them to be good anyways. But they're just not that good at all. Another loss here to a not fantastic team in UCF USF, but a not bad team either. So then we have Memphis traveling to Tulsa. A game that Memphis almost got upset. Tulsa had a chance. Their field goal kicker had a chance to pull off this big upset against Memphis, but. He hooked the kick, and now Tulsa sitting at two and six, even though they're a really good team. And Memphis sitting at seven and one. Memphis now ranked twenty-three, and they have a showdown this week with SMU. But for Memphis, Brady White had a pretty solid game: two hundred seventy-seven passing yards and two touchdowns, no interceptions. A game in which he had a ninety-three point zero passer rating. That's really good. Tulsa, their quarterback Zach Smith keeps playing really good. He had three hundred nine yards, one touchdown, no interceptions. But they just couldn't pull it off. Their defense for Tulsa was not good, and neither was the defense for Memphis, even though their offense was so good in this game. Kenneth Gainwell, 149 yards, three touchdowns. I mean, that's a great game on the ground for Memphis. They, If they keep doing what they're doing, if they play like this against SMU, they have a chance. Their offense has got to keep up, and we just got to hope that their defense can at least get a stop every once in a while against SMU. Hey, last game. US, uh, UCF Temple. UCF won this game 63-21. to Dylan Grabiel. Dylan Gabriel, 218 yards, three passing touchdowns. Otis Anderson, 205 yards on the ground, one touchdown. Big game for UCF. They needed this against a not very good Temple team, but not a bad one, 5-3. and three. Uh, For Temple, Anthony Russo, 199 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. And then on the ground, they couldn't get anything going as their top running back, Ramon Davis, only got 26 yards. So now let's look at a little preview into next week. For this team, uh, well, first off, we're gonna go Navy, UConn. Navy sitting at six and one and four and one, and UConn sitting at two and six and zero oh and four. Navy is on a hot streak right now. They're probably gonna keep it going against a n- terrible UConn team, who did just beat a UMass team pretty good, but UMass is just not very good in general. It's gonna be a lot different playing Navy. I think that Navy is gonna win this game big against UConn. Uh, next up, we have Houston sitting at three and five and one and three, traveling to UCF. UCF six and two and three and one. This is a big game. If Houston wins this game, they have a chance. They could, they could go out and make a bowl game. If they lose this game, I don't think they're going to. They're going to be three and six. They're going to have to win out. But this is a big game for Houston. They're going to need this one. They're going to need. Um, they're they're going to have to have Clayton Tune play at the same level that he did this week against SMU throw for 407 yards, two touchdowns, and I think they'll pull it off if they keep continuing to play like this. But UCF, they have to do the same thing. Dylan Gabriel has to continue to step in at quarterback and keep playing good, along with Otis Anderson. Otis Anderson ran for 205 yards last week. If he can have a game anything like the one he had last week, then I think that UCF will have no trouble here with Houston. And actually, I think that's what's going to happen. I think they're going to run really well, and they're going to kind of just stomp on Houston this week. UCF wins big. Next game, Tulsa Tulane. Uh, this is a lot of. This is a big game. Um, not really. This is not a really a big game. 
Uh, Tulsa's 10 at 2 and 6 and 0 and 4. Tulane 5 and 3 and 2 and 2. I think Tulsa pulls an upset here. Tulsa's been playing really, really good against really good teams, and they're just not able to pull it off. Last week in Memphis, they had a chance to win. And a couple weeks ago against SMU, they had a chance to win too, and they just couldn't pull it off. I think this is a win them for them. They're going to beat the Green Wave this week. At Tulane, they're an okay team. They're just nothing special. I don't think they're they're good enough to hang with Tulsa. All right, next up we have Cincinnati, six and one out three and zero. They're ranked eighteen, traveling to East Carolina. East Carolina is not a very good football team. Cincinnati will take care of business easily in this game. They're only lost to Ohio State this year, and I think Cincinnati just can keep rolling in this game. They'll win big. For SMU, now this this is a big game of the week. Number fourteen SMU, eight and zero and four and zero traveling to Memphis, number ranked number twenty three, seven and one and three and one. For SMU, they just gotta keep rolling. Bashley has to keep throwing the ball really well, and Xavier Jones has to keep running on the ground really well. If they do this, then their defense is gonna hold up against Memphis. And they're gonna get a big win here against a team that normally this is against a big game here, a big game that might decide who wins the conference. Memphis, they gotta get Brady White going. They gotta keep the ground game going with Kenny Gainwell. I think it's possible that they could, and I think they could upset SMU, but I don't think they will. I think SMU wins this game by a little bit. All right, next up is the Pac-12. So, in the Pac-12 North, they have Oregon sitting at 5-0 and in conference play, 7-1 overall. Stanford sitting at 3-3, three and three. Oregon State sitting at 2-2, two and two. Washington 2-3, two and three. Washington State 1-4, and four. and California 1-4. and four. Uh, Oregon, they basically have this conference won, but... Right now what they're playing for is they're playing for a chance to be in the college football playoff. they got to keep winning football games. They cannot lose another game if they want to have a chance at the college football playoff. And in the other division, it's a lot more tight. USC at 4-1, and one, Utah at 4-1, and one, and UCLA at 3-2. and two. <coughs> Those top three teams, they have a chance to really be something special. USC already beat Utah earlier in the year. Utah has a big game against UCLA this week. And if UCLA wins this game, they have a legitimate chance at winning the Pac-12 South. If Utah wins this game, then they're, they're just going to have to keep winning. And if they keep winning, they have a chance at the college football playoff as well. But they're going to have to win the, win the whole conference first. All right, so let's go into last week's games. Let's talk about that a little bit. First, we're going to talk about USC-Colorado. USC won this game 35-31. Kadon uh, Slavis. Their quarterback threw for 406 yards, four touchdowns, and one interception. A really good game. Their running backs didn't do as well. Keenan Christen only had 76 yards on the ground and zero touchdowns. But Michael Pittman and Tyler Vongs were both over 100 yards on in the air, and that was big for them. For Colorado, they got things going a little bit with their offense. Steven Montez, 30, 324 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. They couldn't run the ball again. Alex Fontenot only... 57 yards on the ground. But LaVisca Chenault for Colorado had a big game, 172 yards and one touchdown. <coughs> okay. Next up, Washington State, Oregon. Washington State won this game, lost this game, 35-37. to Oregon's ranked 11th. Uh, Justin Herbert, only 222 yards, no passing touchdowns. So not a great game for him, but C.J. Verdell, man, he... Balled out 257 yards, three touchdowns. C.J. Verdell is the reason why Oregon won this game. And this was a lot closer than most people thought it was going to be. Washington State played really tough against them. And actually, 
because a few people had Oregon on upset alert. But C.J. Verdell made sure that that was not going to happen with a monstrous game, almost into the 300s in passing yards for the week, in rushing yards for the week. For Washington State, Anthony Gordon had a really good game. He continued to be a solid quarterback. 406 yards, three passing touchdowns, but did make two interceptions, did make two mistakes. It's a little uncharacteristic of him, but that's okay. That's He did throw a pick six, and that, without that pick six, Washington State would have won this game. Um, but Oregon, they just keep rolling. They just got to keep winning. If they keep winning, they're going to be in that college football playoff. Next up, California, Utah. California continues to struggle on offense, and Utah continues to roll on defense. Utah won this game 35 to nothing. Tyler Huntley, 214 yards, one touchdown, 96.2 QBR. Zach Moss, 115 yards and two touchdowns. So big game for Utah. They won this game 35 nothing. They just got to keep winning too. If they keep winning, they're going to end up. They could end up in the college football playoff as well. Big two teams for the for the Pac-12 that could end up in the college football playoff. Next up, we have Arizona State, ranked number 24, coming in this week against UCLA. UCLA upset them. They won 42-32. to Dorian Thompson-Robinson had a huge week, 176 yards, two touchdowns, 83.1 QBR. Joshua Kelly had a monstrous week, 164 yards on the ground and four rushing touchdowns for Joshua Kelly. UCLA keeps rolling. If they keep rolling, they have a chance to win the Pac-12 South and go to the Pac-12 Championship and maybe try and upset an Oregon team. That will be huge. But Arizona State, Jaden Daniels had a really good game. 267 yards, three touchdowns, 72.2 passer rating. No interceptions, but it just wasn't good enough. Their defense couldn't hold up. And Eno Benjamin didn't help him out at all. He only had 46 rushing yards and did not get a single touchdown. It was the Jaden Daniels show for Arizona State, and he just wasn't enough to take down the UCLA. All right, so our last game from last week in the Pac-12, Arizona and Stanford. Arizona lost this game to Stanford, 41-31. to Khalil Tate, 205 yards, two touchdowns, but did throw two interceptions. Did have 103 rushing yards, so that was good for him, but he continues to not look as good as he was supposed to. J.J. Taylor had a decent game on the ground, 107 rushing yards, no touchdowns, though. <coughs> K.J. Costello, first week back for Stanford, did okay. Three touchdowns. Did throw two interceptions. No, my fault. Three touchdowns, no interceptions, and had 312 yards. Big game for KJ after coming back from that injury. That's huge for Stanford. If he continues to play like this, they have a chance at maybe trying to give a few upsets in here and there, maybe maybe making a pretty decent bowl game. And Cameron Scarlett had a pretty good game on the ground, 102 rushing yards, two touchdowns. Stanford, they, they're kind of on a roll right now. If they keep playing like this, they have a chance to uh, be 8-4 and four at the end of the year, and that would be big for them. All right, next we're going to go into the four games for next week. We're going to preview those. So first off, let's go Oregon State, ranked, or not ranked. Oregon State is not ranked. They are 3-4 and four and 2-2. Two and two. They're traveling to Arizona, who's 4-4 four and 2-3. Four and, two and three. Arizona, they're struggling a little bit, and Oregon State's kind of on a roll. Team that I would not expect to be saying that, but I think Arizona, their their offense figures it out. They're gonna they're gonna find a way to beat Oregon State, despite Oregon State being on a little bit of a roll. Or Arizona's gonna find a way to beat them. Arizona's gonna win this game. Next other game is Colorado, three and five and one and four, traveling to UCLA, three and five and three and two. I think UCLA, they're going to continue to be on a roll. Dorian Thompson-Robinson is going to keep slinging the ball. Joshua Kelly is, is going to keep running it real nice. 
And I think Colorado's going to lose this game big. I think UCLA just, they, like, Colorado does not have a good enough defense to stop this UCLA offense. UCLA, UCLA's defense isn't too great, but it's going to be enough to hold Colorado to under 40. And UCLA is going to score more than 40. So I think UCLA wins this game, scoring a ton of points. Okay, so our other two big games are pretty big games. Number 10, Utah, 7-1 and one and 4-1, and one, traveling to Washington. Five and three and two and three. Washington's a good team. Jacob Eason, they uh, they've lost some games that we would think they would normally win, but just it's just been a weird year for Washington. They've played like a they played like contender and then they've played absolutely terrible. And for Utah, <coughs> they're looking to continue to stay strong here. They just got to keep winning. If they win this game, their path to winning out would be pretty easy except for that Pac-12 championship game. So I think I think I think Utah's going to pull off a win here against Utah, uh, Washington. I don't think Jacob Eason is good enough even though he's good. I don't think he's good enough. I think Utah wins this game big. Our last game in Pac-12, Oregon ranked 8, they're 7 and 1, at 5 and 0, oh, traveling to USC who's 5 and 3 and 4 and 1. This is a big game for both teams. USC is playing really really good right now. Kadan Slavis is playing like a like a top tier level quarterback Keenan Christian is running the ball pretty decently right now but I think Oregon find a way to win this game and that's kind of what they've been doing right now they're, they're not winning games big they're just finding ways to they're just they're just finding ways to win games they're not winning games big they're, they're just finding a way I think they're going to continue to do that and they're going to win here against USC Justin Herbert and CJ Vernell are just their offense is just too much for USC and I think that's it's going to show in this game. Alright, so enough of the Pac-12, let's get into the ACC. First off, we're going to go over the conferences, so let's see, in the ACC, we have Clemson, 6-0, 8-0, they basically won the division, even though Wake Forest is sitting at 2-1 and 6-1, Clemson, there's no way they're losing this division. Louisville is also up there, 3-2, and Florida State, 3-3, three and three. Boston College, 2-3, and three. NC State, 1-2, Syracuse, 0-4. Now the other conference is still up for grabs. Virginia sitting at three and two. North Carolina sitting at three and two. Virginia Tech's two and two. Pittsburgh's two and two. Duke's two and three. Miami's two and three. And Georgia Tech is one and three. That's that's one game for most of those teams. One game difference between most of those teams winning that division and not winning that division. So without further ado, let's get into the games from last week. Our first game, Boston College traveling to number four Clemson. Clemson won this game fifty nine to seven. They won. Big. Trevor Lawrence, 275 yards, three touchdowns, and the big number here is no interceptions. Trevor Lawrence has been making a lot of mistakes, and this game didn't make any. Big game on the ground. Travis Etienne got 109 yards, three rushing touchdowns. He continues to be strong. DeAndre Overton had a big game, 119 yards, three touchdowns. And for Boston College, A.J. Dillon didn't do bad. He had 76 yards and one touchdown. Not great, but not bad. And Dennis Grozel just could not pass the ball. 53 yards, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions, but a 4.3 passer rating. Just not a really good game for him. So, yeah, Clemson continues to roll. Boston College, they're going to have to win some games to make a bowl game. Miami. Now, they won this game against Pittsburgh, 16-12. to They're in a little bit of a quarterback battle. Nikosi Perry threw for 104 yards. Through interception, though, at a 5.4 passer rating. Jaron Williams, he came in the game late, threw for 50 yards, and a touchdown, had a 93.3 passer rating. I think Jaron Williams is their guy. 
I think Jaron Williams is the guy that they got to go to in the next game because he's the one who got the job done where he came down to the end. Cameron Harris also ran for 60 yards and a touchdown. But I think Miami, if they want to be able to have a legitimate chance of making a bowl game this year, they got to stick with Jaron Williams at quarterback. For Pittsburgh, kind of a surprising loss here. They weren't expecting to lose to Miami, especially after Miami just lost to Georgia Tech. But Kenny Pickett did not do good. He threw for 146 yards, which isn't terrible, but he threw two interceptions and no touchdowns. That's what he can't do. And their running back, Todd Sibley, 54 yards, no touchdowns. So not a very good game for Kenny Pickett. And Pittsburgh, but Miami, their defense continues to be really good, and they won this game. So next up, Syracuse traveling to Florida State. Florida State won this game 35-17. For Florida State, they stuck with Alex Hornibrook at quarterback. He threw for 196 yards, didn't throw a touchdown, but a 54.2 passer rating. For Cam Akers, Cam Akers went off this game, 144 yards, four touchdowns. He continues to look like the best player in the ACC this year. Uh, Cam Akers just playing at championship level right here, and if he was on a contender, I think he'd be a legitimate contender for the Heisman. For Syracuse, Tommy DeVito, 151 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Mo Neal, 74 yards, one touchdown. Not a very good game for Syracuse. Their defense didn't do anything. They couldn't really score. Kind of how the season has been for Syracuse. A really bad year for Syracuse when they had a lot of hope coming into the year. Now they're sitting at 0 and 4 and 3 and 5. Just not good for Syracuse. Now, let's go to the other two games that happened last week. Virginia, Louisville. Virginia lost this game, actually, to Louisville 28 21. Bryce Perkins, 233 yards, one rushing, one, one touchdown, and one interception. And Wayne Talupapa. 54 yards, two touchdowns. Not a very good game on the ground for him. Not a very good game at all for Bryce Perkins. He threw an interception. <coughs> he couldn't get a win once again. It's kind of how the season's been for him. But for Louisville, they are actually looking pretty good right now. They're sitting at 5-3 and three and 3-2. Three and two. They're, they're having a really good year after not having a good year last year. Michael Cunningham playing really good at quarterback, 126 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions. Javion Hawkins at running back, 136 yards, two touchdowns. Tutu Atwell at receiver, 122 yards at re reception yards, and one touchdown. Like Louisville's looking really good right now. They're looking solid. They're looking like a pretty good team, and I think the future is really bright for this Louisville team. They keep winning. They had a pretty big win here for Virginia. Virginia had a chance they won this game to kind of just run away with the ACC. They're, they're part of the ACC, but they lost this game, and now ACC is wide open again. And the team that I think has a chance to come in here has actually won their next game, North Carolina. They were home. They beat Duke 20-17. to Sam Howell, 227 yards, did throw two interceptions, did throw two touchdowns. First game I think I've seen him make kind of just awful decisions, just throwing interceptions and stuff. Like, that's the first time I've ever seen him do that, I think. But he still had a pretty decent game. And they got the win. That's all that matters. Javante Williams, 111 yards on the ground, no touchdowns. Daz Newsome, 103 receiving yards, one touchdown. For Duke, they just they, they just couldn't do it. Quentin Harris, 229 yards, one touchdown, one reception. That one reception was huge. Deion Jackson only could rush for 91 yards. And they they just got to, they got to. Duke is in a tough spot right now. They got to figure some things out. I think if they do, they have a chance to turn things around, make a bowl game. But they they just got it. They got to figure some things out. They're in a little bit of a rough stretch right now. Next up, the preview into next week. So we're gonna start with NC State, Wake Forest. 
NC State is four and three and one and two. Wake Forest is ranked twenty second in the country, six and one and two and one. This is a big game, as Wake Forest has Clemson coming up soon. <coughs> if they win this game, they can go in there with only one loss and try and upset a really big Clemson, really good Clemson team. Uh, I think they're going to win this game big. I think uh, Jamie Newman or whoever it may be a quarterback, whoever's healthy, is gonna is gonna they're gonna perform. They're gonna have a good game, whether that's. Sam Hartman or Jamie Newman, one of they're gonna they're gonna have a good game. They're gonna. They're... Next up is Boston College sitting at four and four and two and three, and Syracuse sitting at three and five and zero oh and four. Boston College win this big win this game big. AJ Dillon runs over Syracuse, and Syracuse is just not having a good way of things right now. Their defense is not playing good, and it's just gonna continue to be that way. I don't think they have a chance against Boston College. I think Boston College wins this game big. AJ Dillon is a huge game. Next up, Virginia Tech, five and two and two and two, traveling Notre Dame, five and two. Notre Dame coming off that tough loss to Michigan, a game that they're gonna have to hear about for thirteen years, as they don't play Michigan again until then. Virginia Tech, a little playing, playing with a little bit of swagger right now. They're playing good, and if they continue to play this way, they play this way against Notre Dame. I think they have a legitimate chance at upsetting a very good Notre Dame team here. And actually, I, th I think they will. I think they will. I think Virginia Tech's going to have a huge win, huge statement win for them team, for their team right now. And that's what's going to happen. So next up, Miami sitting at four and four and two and three, traveling to Florida State, four and four and three and three. I think Florida State wins this game. Florida State's playing really good right now, and it's not that Miami's a bad team. They just don't have an identity at quarterback. Their defense is really good for Miami, but I think Florida State's defense is better, and I think Cam Akers is way too much to stop. I think Cam Akers is going to be the difference in this game. Florida State's going to win this game by a touchdown or two. Next up, Wofford at Clemson. I mean, we don't really even have to talk about this game. Clemson wins big. Wofford's just not good, flat out. Pittsburgh five and three, two and two, traveling to Georgia Tech two and five, one and three. Pittsburgh won this game. I don't think they're going to get upset again after what happened in Miami. I think Kenny Pickett, Kenny Pickett bounces back, and they have a little bit better running game from Todd Sibley this week as Wake Forest's defense is not quite as good as Miami's. Pittsburgh wins this game and advances to 6-3 and three and 3-2. Three and All right, our last game, Virginia sitting at 5-3, and 3-2, and three and traveling to North Carolina. It was 4-4 four and 3-2. Four and and North Carolina, this, this game could be for the conference. Eventually, yeah, this game could be for the conference. If North Carolina wins this game, I think that they got they got the, the ACC. They're going to play Clemson in a big matchup there in the championship. And I think if Virginia wins it, then it's going to be the same thing for them. Big game here for these two teams. I don't think Bryce Perkins can step it up. I don't think he's that good. I think he's very overrated. And I think their running back Wayne Talapapa cannot do stuff on the ground. Like, he only got 52 yards last week. And I don't, I don't think he just... Just can continue to do that. I don't think he can do it. For North Carolina, they got two really good running backs, Michael Carter and Javante Williams and Sam Howell. He's a really talented true freshman quarterback. The real question is if their defense can hold up against Virginia, and I think they can, especially since Virginia's offense is not all that good. All right, next let's talk about the Big 12. Baylor sitting at 4-0 and 7-0. Oklahoma sitting at 4-1 and 7-1. Iowa State sitting at 3-2, 5-3. Texas sitting at 3-2, 5-3. Kansas State sitting at 2-2, 5-2. Two two, two. 
TCU at two and two, four and three. Oklahoma State two and three, five and three. West Virginia one and three. Kansas Tech, Kansas and Texas Tech both at one and four and three and five. So that's the rundown of the standings right now. But let's go into what happened last week. First off, we're going to start with the huge upset. Oklahoma lost to Kansas State on that crazy onside kick. I don't know if you saw it, but they spent five hours reviewing an onside kick <clears throat> to see if it was touched by Oklahoma before the 10 yards because what happened was Oklahoma eventually recovered the kick, but what happened was inside of 10 yards where you're not allowed to touch the football, Oklahoma player touched it, and therefore... It was Kansas State's ball, and they just ran out the clock. Jalen Hurts had a good game, 395 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions. He also ran for 96 yards and three touchdowns. Trey Sermon only had nine yards, so that's that's where the question is. They don't have a running game right now, and C.D. Lamb had a huge game, too. Let's not forget about him, 135 yards and one touchdown, that really big touchdown that kind of started the comeback. But Jalen Hurts got to step it up. I mean, he's not. Or the running game has to step it up. Trey Sermon, he has to, he has to find a rhythm. For Kansas State, Kyle, Skyler Thompson had a pretty good game. 213 yards, no passing touchdowns, no interceptions, but he also had four rushing touchdowns. Really big game for Skyler Thompson. He stepped up, and Kansas State got a big win here. James Gilbert, the running back, ran for 105 yards and one touchdown. And Kansas State, uh, they could be a team. Maybe they make a pretty good bowl game. Maybe they make some upsets here. Maybe they're a team to look forward to in the future, Kansas State. Next, let's go to Texas, right number 15, losing to LSU, TCU 37-27. to Sam Ellinger looked awful again. 321 yards, two touchdowns, four interceptions. That's a big number there. Four interceptions for Sam Ellinger, a career high. Keontae Ingram didn't run that well on the ground. 71 yards, no touchdowns. Devin Duvernay and Colin Johnson both had big games. 173 yards and one touchdown, 101 yards and no touchdowns. For TCU, Max Dugan had a pretty good game. 273 yards passing, two touchdowns, one interception, 72 yards on the ground, and one touchdown on the ground for him. And Sewu Olanula, 48 rushing yards and one rushing touchdown. So an okay game for the running game for TCU, okay. But their defense really held up against Texas, and Texas defense looks god-awful right now. And I think they're going to run into some troubles with that. And it looks like TCU maybe a team that can make a bowl game here. And Texas, they look like they're a team that's kind of falling apart. Next up, Oklahoma State, 34, traveling to Iowa State, 27. Oklahoma State won this game, 34-27. Spencer Sanders, Spencer Sanders ran for two or ran, passed for 249 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Had a pretty good game, but the big numbers were from Chubba Hubbard. 116 yards, one touchdown. He's playing like a champion right now. He, I don't think he's had a game without 100 yards in a long time. He's playing really, really good, and he's going to continue to play that way. And for Iowa State, Brock Purdy did not have a good game. 382 passing yards was pretty good, but one touchdown to three interceptions. You can't throw that many interceptions in a set and expect to win, especially against a good Oklahoma State team. Brees Hall, only 76 rushing yards and two touchdowns. Not an awful game, not a not a great game, but Iowa State just couldn't get it done here against Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State, they're looking at two and three and five and three, and Tech can't, and um, Iowa State is looking at three and two and five and three. They really needed that game, especially with Oklahoma losing. But now it looks like it's going to be a championship of Oklahoma and 
Baylor. Next, Texas Tech, Kansas. Texas Tech lost this game 34-37 in overtime to Kansas. For Kansas, Carter Stanley had a good game, 415 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. Puka Williams, 69 yards, no touchdowns. And on the in the receptions game, Stevon Robertson and Andrew Barahaman were both over 100 yards. Robinson got 186 yards and two touchdowns. Parahamit got 109 yards and one touchdown. For Texas Tech, Jeff Duffy had a pretty nice game. 279 yards, three touchdowns, and zero no interceptions, but could not get the job done against Kansas, partially because his running game with Sir Roderick Thompson only got him 80 yards and one touchdown. There's only three games for the Big 12 this week. Two of them are pretty big games. Or one of them is a pretty big game. We have... West Virginia, 3-4 and four and 1-3, and traveling to Baylor, 7-0-4-0. Baylor keeps winning. They have a legitimate chance at making the college football playoff this year. They are unfeated right now, and if they keep winning, they beat Oklahoma in the Big 12 championship. That's going to be huge for them. Big things happen for this Baylor football program right now. Kansas State, number 25, traveling to Kansas. Kansas playing pretty good right now. They just beat Texas Tech. They almost beat Texas last week. Carter Stanley is looking like a really, really good quarterback. Puka Williams is a solid back. But Kansas State, they're coming off that high win against Oklahoma. I think they're going to keep winning, staying strong. Skylar Thompson will have another big game. James Gilbert has another decent game. I think Kansas State keeps it rolling as long as they can hold Kansas. Next up, TCU, 4-3 and and 2-2, and trailing to Oklahoma State, 5-3 and and 2-3. and Oklahoma State, they got to – Spencer Sanders got to limit the mistakes. No interceptions this week for him. And he's got to just keep doing what he's doing, having solid games, 215 yards, somewhere in that 200 yards range, and just let Chuba Hubbard do the work for him and get another 100 yards, a couple touchdowns. For TCU, they just got to keep letting Max Dugan do what he's doing. They got to pass it. He's got to run it. He, he can. Max Dugan's playing really good for TCU at quarterback, and I think if they let him keep doing what he's doing, there's a legitimate chance to beat Oklahoma State. But I don't think they do it. I think Oklahoma State... Pulls off the win with Chuba Hubbard, and they stay strong. Chuba Hubbard and Spencer Sanders, just too much. All right, we got two conferences left. Let's go into the Big Ten. So, games from last week. Let's start with uh, Wisconsin-Ohio State game. This is a big game. Wisconsin was ranked 13. Ohio State was ranked 3. Ohio State won this game 38-7. Jack Cohn threw for 108 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions. Not a really good game for him. Jonathan Taylor, only 52 yards on the ground. That's uh, low for this season for him. He did not have a good game against this Ohio State defense. They didn't really give him a lot of opportunity to have a good game, but he just did not look good against Ohio State. Ohio State, Justin Fields, 167 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. J.K. Dobbins really killed Wisconsin, 163 yards, two touchdowns. It does not look like Ohio State's going to lose this year. Ohio State is a really, really good team. In my mind, they should be ranked number one right now. And it hates me to say, it hurts me to say this since I'm not such a big Michigan fan, but it's just it's they're they're really good this year. Wisconsin's a good team and they got blown out. All right, next up, number six, Penn State. They beat Michigan State in East Lansing, twenty-eight to seven. Sean Clifford had a nice game, hundred eighty-nine yards, but four touchdowns and only one interception. Journey Brown, forty-five rushing yards, no touchdowns for him but big game for Sean Clifford and Penn State for Michigan State they look awful right now their defense did okay but this is a Penn State offense is just way too much for them but for Michigan State they're, they're really struggling they they their offense can't do anything Brian Lewerke 165 yards no touchdowns no or one interception Elijah Collins 53 rushing yards no touchdowns 
they can't get anything going on the ground, and their passing game isn't good enough to make up for that. And therefore, Michigan State, I don't know, they're they're going to run into some troubles towards the end of the year. Next, we had Notre Dame, Michigan. Michigan won this game, forty-five to fourteen. Big win for the Michigan Wolverines. Ian Book, seventy-three yards, one touchdown, no interceptions. Awful game for him. Jameer Smith, fifteen yards on the ground. Michigan, re- Michigan defense really showed up this game. They played fantastic. Shea Patterson didn't really have to do much because Hassan Haskins got 149 yards and Zach Charbonnet got me three touchdowns. Shea Patterson's stats were 100 yards, two touchdowns on receptions, 43.4 passer rating. But it was it was a good week for the Michigan Wolverines. It, it was it was a great week for the Michigan Wolverines. They're, they're starting to turn up. Their defense is really solid. And after that first half against Penn State, the second half they played really good offensively and defensively, and now they blew out the eighth-ranked team in the nation, 45-14. to I think Michigan's going to start to turn up, and maybe they'll go give Ohio State a run for their money at the end of the year. I don't know. Next, we have Maryland-Minnesota. Minnesota won this game big, 52-10, to setting up a big showdown against Penn State next week. For Maryland, Tyler DeSue only 88 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions. Javon Leak, 44 yards, no touchdowns. For Minnesota, Tanner Morgan, 138 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Rodney Smith, 103 yards, one touchdown. Minnesota just has to keep doing what they're doing. Rodney Smith's running the ball all over the place. Tanner Morgan's just throwing for 150 yards or so and getting two touchdowns a game, and that's good enough because this Minnesota defense is really good and the running game is fantastic. All right, next up, Iowa. They won. They beat Northwestern in Northwestern 20 to nothing. Had a shutout there. Defense stayed strong for Iowa. Nate Stanley threw for 179 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions. Tyler Goodson only ran for 58 yards and no touchdowns, but they didn't need him to do anything good because their defense played so well against Northwestern. Only Aiden Smith to 138 yards, no touchdowns, and one interception, and Isaiah Bowser to only 36 yards on the ground. Next we have Illinois-Purdue. Illinois is starting to pick it up a little bit. They just beat Wisconsin, now they beat Purdue. We're, we're talking about an Illinois team that's sitting at 4-4. Four and four. They have a chance to make a bowl game. Brandon Peters, they didn't really throw the ball much. Brandon Peters only had 26 yards, but Dre Brown had 131 yards. Illinois had a pretty good game. Jack Plummer for Purdue, 71 yards, no touchdowns, one interception. Xander Horvath, 54 yards, no interception, no touchdowns. Not a very good game for Purdue. They just continue to look awful. And Illinois, they're starting to look like a team that, you know, maybe they make a bowl game. And I don't think anybody thought that at the beginning of the year. So it's really big for them. Liberty could not upset Rutgers. They lost 34-44. Stephen Calvert, 244 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions. Joshua Mack, 109 rushing yards, two touchdowns for him. And for Rutgers, Johnny Langan, 192 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Johnny Lang, and he ran for 118 yards and one touchdown. And Isaiah Pacheco, 107 yards on the ground, two touchdowns. I mean, don't get too excited if you're a Rutgers fan. You beat a Liberty team who's second year in Division One. Now, last game from last week, Indiana beat Nebraska 38 to 31. Peyton Ramsey threw for 351 yards, had a really good game, two and one. Two touchdowns, one interception. Stevie Scott, 68 yards, one touchdown. Wap Filior, so 178 yards receiving. And for Nebraska, Noah Vidral, 200 yard, 201 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Wandale Robinson, 83 yards and one touchdown. Uh, with that win, Indiana, they clinched a bowl game. They're sitting at 6-2 and two right now. Like Indiana's having a really good season, and nobody realizes it. 
it, this is this is huge. If Indiana keeps winning, they have a they have a showdown with Michigan. They could upset them, and they could be they could be ten and two. That that would be crazy if we are talking about an Indiana team that's ten and two. They could also lose some games. They also have some games in there that they they could lose. So it really depends. A lot could happen with them. All right, so our games for this week, there's only four of them. 15 ranked Michigan, six and two in conference play, six and two overall, three and two in conference play. Traveling to Maryland. Three and five overall, one and four in conference play. Maryland's just not very good right now. They're playing injured, and Michigan is starting to turn up. Their offense playing really well. Their defense playing winning really well. Michigan wins big. Nebraska sitting at four and four and two and three. Purdue sitting at two and six and one and four. Purdue's just not very good this year. Nebraska's not very good either, but they're definitely better than Purdue. Nebraska wins this game. Rutgers sitting at two and six and zero oh and five. Illinois sitting at four and four and two and three. So Illinois is gonna get on a three-game win streak now. They're gonna be Rutgers because Rutgers is just awful. Illinois is Illinois is a little bit of a is on a little bit of a run right now. Brandon Peters keep throwing the ball nice and Dre Brown just keep running it. We'll see what happens. Northwestern one and six oh and oh and five traveling to Indiana. Indiana is gonna win this game. They're gonna become seven and two. Maybe maybe people start to talk about Indiana sitting at seven two after this week. But who knows? So that's gonna be it for the Big Ten. Next up is the SEC. Last but not least, we have the SEC. So let's go into the games from last week. Arkansas, traveling to Alabama, lost 48-7. to Nick Starkle threw for 58 yards and three interceptions with no touchdowns. Not a good game for him. Rakeem Boyd, 50, touchdown, 50 yards, no touchdowns. For Alabama, Mac Jones, 235 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Najee Harris, 86 yards, two touchdowns. Jerry Judy, 103 yards receiving and two touchdowns. Mac Jones filled in nice for Tua Tagovailoa, but this was against a really good Arkansas team. We'll see what he can do if he has to play against LSU. Next, we have number nine ranked Auburn, traveling to Death Valley at LSU. They lost this game twenty-three to twenty. A really, really tough loss for Auburn. A game that they they think that they should have won. I think that if anybody would have said that they were holding LSU to below twenty. Five points that they would have won this game, but they couldn't. Bo Nix, 157 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Maybe it's time to change Bo Nix and put in Joey Gatewood because he is not getting the job done on offense against these top-caliber teams. Now, he is just a freshman, so I guess you can't get too mad at him. He, he, he has a lot of time to step it up. But DJ Williams had a great game on the ground for them, 130 yards and no touchdowns. But it just wasn't enough. For LSU, Joe Burrow continues to play at a Heisman level, 321 yards, one touchdown, did throw an interception, and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire had a crazy good game, 136 rushing yards, one touchdown. Jamar Chase had a good game receiving, 23 yards, and no touchdowns. But LSU, they're just rolling all the way into Tuscaloosa. We'll see. That's going to be a great showdown. Everybody better be watching that game because that's the game that... Uh, that game is going to decide so many things for the college football playoff. That, that's a huge game. Next up, Mississippi State, Texas A&M. Mississippi State lost this game, 49-30. Garrett Schrader, 194 yards, three touchdowns, one interception, and Kylan Hill, 150 yards, one touchdown. So it wasn't the offense. It was definitely the defense for Mississippi State. Really good offensively this week, actually. For A&M, Kellen Mond, 234 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Had a really good game. Isaiah Spiller also had a pretty decent game, 90 yards, one touchdown. Texas A&M, they keep rolling. After they they have a really tough schedule. They had to play Clemson. They had to play Bama. They had to play Auburn. And I think they played LSU. So they just had a rough go of things. They had a rough t- schedule. 
and now they're starting to play some teams that are more in comparison to them. They're starting to win. They're sitting at five and three now and three and two. That's good for them. <coughs> All right. So now we had South Carolina, Tennessee again. That really surprised me. Tennessee won forty-one to twenty-one. Jerry Guantanamo, Guantanamo had a really good game. Two hundred twenty-nine yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Ty Chandler had a good game on the ground, seventy-eight yards. Juan Jennings and Marquez Callaway, two receivers over 100 yards. That's big for them. For South Carolina, their defense really struggled, but their offense wasn't that bad. Holinsky, 319 yards, one touchdown. Davian Feaster, 80 yards, one touchdown. And Shai Smith, 156 yards receiving and one receiving touchdown. South Carolina, I thought things were going well for them after they beat, they upset Georgia and they had a tough loss to Florida, but... Looks like they could not keep things rolling against Tennessee. And Tennessee is actually on a little bit of a roll now, sitting at 3-5, and five, maybe a chance to make a bowl game. I don't think they will, but there's a small chance. Missouri, after being ranked, they've lost two straight games that everybody thought they would win against Vanderbilt. And now Kentucky, they lost this game 7-29. to Kelly Bryant looking awful, 130 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions. Larry Roundtree did not help at all, 58 yards, no touchdowns. For Kentucky, Lynn Bowden, 54 yards passing, no touchdowns, no interceptions, but also had 240 yards on the ground and two touchdowns. And Asim Rose had an okay game, 51 yards and one touchdown. But Lynn Bowden's running and Kentucky's defense won this game for them. All right, so let's preview into next week. Texas A&M plays UTSA at home. They're going to win that game big. We don't really have enough to talk about that one. Mississippi State, 3-5 and five and 1-4, and four, traveling to Arkansas, 2-6 and six and 0-5. Oh and Arkansas is just awful this year and Mississippi State's going to win this game big. Ole Miss 3 and 5 and 2 and 3 traveling to number 12 Auburn 6 and 2 and 3 and 2. Auburn after a tough loss to Bama or to LSU is going to bounce back and beat Ole Miss. Ole Miss is just not very good this year. Auburn's a pretty solid team. Bo Nix has a bounce back game. UAB Tennessee. Tennessee win this game. It's going to be closer than people think. UAB is not a bad team, but I think Tennessee wins this game. Vanderbilt, South Carolina. I think South Carolina wins this game against Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt's not a very good team. South Carolina, they're not awful, but they're not great. They're just gonna they're they're just gonna roll on through Vanderbilt. So now the big game that we need to talk about, Georgia, six and one, and Florida, seven and one. A showdown. The winner of this game is most likely going to win the SEC East and is going to go to the conference championship game with a chance to be in the playoffs. Huge game. Uh Jake Fromm against Kyle Trask and full and Emory Jones and it's gonna be huge. DeAndre Swift. We're gonna see. We're gonna see what what George is about. We're gonna see if they can step up because there are some players on the team that really need to step up for Georgia. But for Florida, their defense just got to keep playing strong against this Georgia team, and they gotta hope that they can hold this offense to under twenty. And Kyle Trask can get things going with the offense, and they can score a little bit with. P. Ryan and I think I think Florida's gonna win this game. I think most people are thinking Georgia's gonna win this game, but I think Florida's gonna win this game. I think Kyle Trask is a great story, and I think I think he's a really good quarterback. And I don't think Jake Fromm's all that good. I think Florida wins this game really close. This is a big game that everybody should be watching. So thank you all for listening. That's all for today. Of episode two of tonight is not a good night. <laughs>